This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 208 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and I'm joined again by Gaz. How are you doing mate? Are you well? Yeah, in a change to your scheduled broadcast, it is me once again. I'm becoming something of a permanent fixture on the podcast at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was it, it was meant to be me and Chris this week, but then we realised kind that of... Chris doesn't like you, so I had to step <laughs> in. <laughs> what actually happened was last night we realised, oh yeah, the game's on Friday, isn't it? So a Friday podcast might be uh, a bit pointless, and uh, Chris is otherwise engaged today. So um, yeah, it's me and Gaz again, yeah. so... Yeah, fun times. Um, well, but yeah, are you, are you well? Fun, How are you? Yeah, I don't know about fun, but um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good actually. I did spend yesterday morning in uh, in, in an A&E department or around an A&E department, but um, not because of me, because my partner decided to fight a rat with a rusty nail. So fair enough. I mean. Yeah, I, I can think of better things to, to fight rats with, but I think if that's what was to, uh, you know, excuse the pun, if that was what was to hand, then fair enough. Well, actually, if you think about it, a rusty nail is quite a good weapon to use against a rat because not only are you getting the stabbing motion, and bear in mind ratios, so the size of a rusty nail to a rat compared to what the size would be to a human, it would be like getting a rusty scaffold pole sharpened and, <laughs> and shoved through you, which would be dangerous. And because it's rusty, there's the risk of tetanus. Um, which is why Fee had to go to A and E. Yeah, that, I was going to say that that's the that's the downside. Um, yeah. So you know, yeah. I mean, technically, there was no rat there. She wasn't like you know in a ring, rat one side, her the other, mono a mono, and all that. It, it didn't happen <laughs> like that. It was more to do with she was trying to um, protect the shed against the chicken shed against rat infestation, uh, and unfortunately, in um, course of doing that, managed to spear herself on a. Rusty Nell. But the, the funny postscript to it is that, um, and she sat next to me, by the way, and she doesn't find any of it funny, um, but is that she had to have an iodine patch on her hand. So mm. a patch on her hand that sticks over and it looks like, like I don't know, like feces seeping out from it, whatever. So she's got that on, but she was worried about it coming off in bed. So I gave her one of my running gloves because, as everybody knows, I run. Um, didn't realize. Uh, no, did I not? I'll tell you about it sometime. So anyway, so she's put this running glove on, uh, and then about two minutes in, two minutes yeah, and twenty I mean, seconds. There you go. And then about a half an hour later, she comes through. And she hasn't. Got, she hasn't got the glove on. <laughs> and I'm like, why haven't you got the glove on? And she said, well. There was this funny smell, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I mean, I bought these gloves six months ago, and to be fair, I haven't washed them. I just put them on every so often when I run and it's cold. Um, and then she had it on in bed at night, and I'm laid there thinking, I'm pretty sure I can smell that glove. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I can smell my own um, sweaty hand. So, smell yeah. the glove. The smell my album. glove, you mother. Um, yeah, it was a Spinal it... Tap album. Yeah. Smell know. the glove. Okay. Well, there we go. Then I was. Have you not yeah. seen Spinal Tap? No. Is it a is it a Marvel film? No, it's a classic mockumentary about a rock uh, metal band from the eighties. Oh, okay. This is Spinal Tap. It's brilliant. I've I've heard of it, and I've I've even written articles about it, but I've never actually seen it, and I didn't <laughs> know that was 
what it's called. So, yeah, so there we go. So, at the moment, Fee doesn't have the glove on. Um, it's probably in quarantine somewhere. But she did look, you know, like Michael Jackson, like with the one glove on. <laughs> I mean, you, you're just digging yourself into a bigger hole with Fee this week, aren't you? I mean, you, you're telling everybody about the tetanus problem, and now you're saying that she looks like Michael Which Jackson. Which hasn't got tetanus, Ben. No, I know, but the fact she had to go to hospital to get the tetanus jab. Yeah, and then have an X-ray. I mean, it was quite deep, to be fair. It was quite a nasty thing. I'm making light of it, but, um, you know, it wasn't fun at all. Yeah. Uh, so, there we go. So, anyway, yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll move into the, the icebreaker slash irreverent banter section. Now, Ed, sorry, just anyone that listened, I don't know if it's still the case, but anyone that used to listen to Radio Lincolnshire after a game will immediately go um, to this six o'clock switch over from hope and glory because it would always go over to Dean with beat elite and it all gets underway at six o'clock with your icebreaker question. So yeah, there we go. It all gets underway now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, with, with it, with the, with the little, the image that I put up on, on the socials on Saturday, um, which I think you, so I didn't see it, but on. I sent it to the WhatsApp group as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't read that either. Oh, unless, great, it, yeah. unless it's unless it suits me, I mean, if, if, it, if it suits me, I'll look at it. If I get because I've got, and um, sorry, quickly, I'm on the because we run this website, Real EFL, and and Ryan, who's kind of like co-owner and all that sort of stuff, he's um, he's got about ten different WhatsApp chats, and it's like editor WhatsApp, writer WhatsApp, collaboration WhatsApp, peer, and I just mute them all. And now, <laughs> and because my watch goes off and I can't figure out how to turn the notifications off, I literally anything that that buzzes that I'm not actively involved in on one to one, I mute. So I do. Mm. I have actually mute. I do read most of the things on the Stacey West, but I didn't yeah. see that. While you talk about it, I'll look at it now. Go on. Fair enough. Yeah, I've just I've sent it to you directly as well. But I, I had oh, to joke because I said yeah. uh, you know it was um, the, the fact. Oh that, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, we were going. Me and Gaz both going to the game on Saturday, but then we had to uh, to get back. And fly over to LA to challenge for the tag team titles and uh, WrestleMania. Um, as some people may know, there's a little bit of a guilty pleasure that occasionally I will watch uh, the, the graps when it comes to the big the events. The graps, the grapplings, the wrestling. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I genuinely thought after 208 episodes that I couldn't think any less of you. Um, Such a twat. <laughs> have you got Lego wrestlers? Have you got like all the no. wrestlers, but in Lego? Have you not? No, mm. no. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I sort of, you know, was was uh, going to watch that, and uh, yeah, I thought oh, there's a slight resemblance to the uh, to the two there between me and Gaz. Um, there so there, there actually is, yeah, yeah. So your your um, your your uh, question or your, your topic was. What music would you have to come out to if you were a wrestler? Yeah. Now, I don't watch the Graps, <laughs> but up until about two thousand and one, you know, I was I was a bit of a fan. I used to like, you know, the smashing of the glasses, Stone Cold Day came down to kick ass, or the. I think that was British Bulldog, wasn't it? It might even have been Randy Savage as well. Anyway, so I do quite like an entrance music and. Fee and I, when we get married, if we are still getting married after the first five minutes of the podcast, <laughs> um, we are we're doing a, a thing here. You'll witness it. We are actually going to have entrance music. Um, so I'm going to come down to some music with all the guests there, and then Fee's going. I'm not giving anything away. So I've been thinking, and these are about what I might have. If I was a wrestler, I would probably. Do you remember when Undertaker went through his American Badass thing? He used to come yep. down on a Harley. And he had Kid Rock. Oh, I'm an American badass. Watch me. Yeah. That one. So I would have um, somebody who could actually perform. Song <laughs> for me. And, and interestingly enough, Rancid have Ruby Soho. And they've got a wrestler in All-American Wrestling, I think, A-W. called Ruby Soho. AEW, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they come down to that. I would have, do you know uh, the Funkster, Beck? You know of Beck? Yeah, Mano yeah. Gold? I would have Loser. I'd come down to loser. Da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. Fair da-ding, enough. Da-ding. Yeah, that would be me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, uh, I, I was thinking like Undertaker also came down to Rolling by Limp Biscuit. Yes. Um, as well, which I mean, yeah. If if you were going to pick like actual music that's being used at the minute, it would be that. Or uh, there's a a track by a band called a uh, band called Alter Bridge. Uh, called Metalingus, which Edge comes down to the ring to, which is a 
really good tune to come down to. I um, do sorry, just before you go, I do think that if Fee and I were in a mixed tag team right now, uh, there'd be a puddle of mud track. Uh, that <laughs> she hates me, <laughs> yeah. which would work. And actually, I was going to come down to that at the wedding, but I can't because I can't find a clean version. Somehow, I don't think Fee's mum and Uncle Bill are going to appreciate it if I come down to she fucking hates me. I mean, I could edit. I could. I could do an edit. Yeah, but it's got to be available. It's going to be on Spotify because <laughs> I think I'm getting uh, Dave okay. to do the music, and this is a guy who missed the opportunity to take the FA the picture of me with the FA Cooks. He can't get a lens cap off, so it's <laughs> got to be it's got to be beyond Fisher Price. Like it's just got to be a Dave hit this a big, big button. red button, yeah. And even then, I can just imagine him going at a baby, like hitting his porridge with a spoon. Oh, it worked yet. Sorry, I mean, what was yours? <laughs> uh, for, yeah, for me, I think uh, I'd have to go possibly down a similar route of of uh, an old, you know, I'll say old school, but a, a sort of nineties punk rock band. I'd have to go with um, "Kids on a Right" by The Offspring because that opening riff oh, is uh, yeah. is a pretty damn good one, and then it just kind of grows. Yeah, yeah. damn good song. Well, that is. Then the other another one you could use with the offspring actually you could use self esteem because of the way it comes in because yeah. it would be like la, 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 and they go wait what that's Gary's music he's not scheduled to be here <laughs> boom I come through the thing pointing and shouting like that at whoever's in the ring I could have been a wrestler apart from the fact I'm weak and frightened of combat yeah um, so, we actually right. did some wrestling training for a friend Stag do once um, did you. He was- He's really into, he's no he's really really into it and like we we booked um like some pro wrestling training um and it was it was brilliant like we they they basically get ran through a few things and it's all right this is how you take a fall properly so you don't hurt yourself this is how you deliver some moves properly so you don't hurt the other person like badly um and then they just went right okay uh there's the ring you've got 20 minutes just mess about if you want and yeah my mate like kicked me in the face and he did it uh Ooh, and maybe we should do this for my stag weekend go on, <laughs> carry on. well he, he he's he'd done some training before and he knows how to do the the like the proper like Shawn michaels kicks where you like properly sweeping music yeah so it basically looks like we've properly smacked him in the face but it's when you slap your thigh and it that makes the sound um and he did it and i just felt this slight brush on my lip i was like oh okay he's, he's kicked me then uh but then yeah looking back at the video it looked like he properly belted me in the face it was brilliant um nice. but then to to wrap up the stag do we gave him uh, what they call the angel wings which is where you slap them on the back um repeatedly really hard and yeah there's a the photo that exists of my friend with just horrendous red marks all the way down his back anyone slaps me on my stag weekend and um well i mean i won't do anything about it but i won't be happy no, I'm sure you won't. I'm sure you won't drown. be happy with a lot of things that are going on on your stag do. But probably not. I will. T- <laughs> what do you mean? I know everything that's going on on my stag do, don't I? We're going out on the road. See, if you're going to dress me up in a tutu or anything like that, just remember that you have to record a podcast with me every single week. And I, I know, but you can't get any worse than you are. So no, okay, yeah, fair enough. So basically, it's just like your revenge. Yeah, pretty I could, much. Basically, the wedding could be a pretty um, low-key event because I could have got rid of everybody who's going. I'd just be like, <laughs> after the stag weekend, just going, people going, why is, not, why is Ben still bringing his big Jenga? And I'd be like, no, Ben's not coming. Why? Because he's a prick. Oh, right, okay. Is Dave still? No, Dave's not coming either. Why? For the same reason. It'd literally just be me and my dad and, and hopefully Fee. Um, should we talk about football with 12 minutes in? Yeah, go on. Let's, People let's don't tune in to so. listen. They don't want to listen to me and you talk. No, nah, probably not. Um, so yeah, obviously, you know, the weekend uh, was the away day to uh, to Hillsborough. Went to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I think it's probably fair to say that most of us thought we weren't going to get much from the day going down. Um, I think uh, you know, I was. Well, I think we we spoke before and and uh, spoke to a few people and said I'd just be delighted if we came away with a point. Um, and then. What was it? Twelve minutes in, um, Smith scored from a, a header that probably shouldn't have been given the space to score from. Um, and you sort of thought, "Here we go." Um, but after that, you know, fifteen minutes later, we, things turned around, and I thought we put up a really, really good fight. And I thought we were fantastic, to be honest, for for the rest of the game. Fantastic um, stretch. Um, well, you know, in in terms I, I of the. Uh, 
you, you, you rushed on. You basically were trying to analyze a film, and you've already got to the end before yeah. we've, we've analyzed everything. That's that's the <laughs> overview. Now let's let's that's, go through it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's like it's like a dissertation. That's the abstract. That's like that's the I overview of it, and then you go into about. it. I didn't go to university, so. They never did the dissertation. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, before the game, there wasn't a lot of hope. But there's always hope. There wasn't a lot of belief, I don't think. I mean, there was one comment on the bus on the way there um, saying 2 0 to them would be a decent result today. <laughs> I think that was how a lot of people felt. I didn't quite share that you know, abject pessimism, but I didn't go there thinking that we would actually get anything. You know, it does feel when you go to Hillsborough that it's a little bit like a cup tie because it's a big stadium, it's a big ground, we're not used to that. You know, Burnley had fewer supporters, I think Ipswich had fewer supporters when we went there, and they were like, wow, look at these big grounds, isn't this great? Whereas you go to Hillsborough and it's, you know, it's Hillsborough, isn't it? It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, it's like Buckingham was... Palace, it's part <laughs> of the institution, but it's falling down and you wouldn't actually want it to be your own. No, I think um, we said this last season, but there are parts of that ground that desperately need modernisation. Like the um, whole away end. Yeah, basically. But like, I mean, the thing is, you say there about the, the fact that, you know, they, they have more fans than potentially when we went to Burnley. When you looked around, there were still pretty big gaps. I mean, I, I know there was obviously the, the bottom tier in the stand that we were in was basically empty. Um, the the other, the opposite end to us, I, I noticed there were two fairly big like sections that were, were just see the blue seats. Um, and I yet think... the, atten the attendance was still 27,000, which is... Yeah. You know, first of all, it's a big, it's a big ground, and yeah. I think a team like Sheffield Wednesday struggle to fill their stadium when they're playing teams like Lincoln City. Oh, absolutely! Chelsea I'm not, you know, I'm week. not criticising. I'm just saying that that was it. You could see areas of the of the ground that you know weren't filled, and yet there was still twenty seven thousand people there, which gives you a, a big idea of how you know just big how is. big it is. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it, Ben. I'm not. Go on. Well, should we talk about their goal first of all? You're not saying what? I, I, so, so your analysis is that there was 27,000 people in, what, a 30,000 capacity stadium and there was empty spaces there. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because that it wasn't capacity. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that that makes you understand how big it is. I understood that before, and by looking on Wikipedia where it said capacity 34,835. So yeah, I knew that if there was 27,000 there, there might be some empty seats. It's not like when Arsenal developed that end of hybrid and they painted a big mural at the end with the pretend fans in. <laughs> Do you know what? Honestly, go on then. Let's talk about Smith's goal. Yeah, so you're quite right. Actually, I thought they battered us in the first 15 20 minutes. I thought Barry Bannon was excellent. Yeah, yeah. I thought Smith's the sort of centre forward you definitely want in your team. And I slated him when he was at Rotherham. We went there and won on the opening day of the season, and I absolutely slated the lad. Um, and he just I don't know, he just looks different in the, in, in the Wednesday side. He did look different for Rotherham last season, to be fairly. Gregory's a decent player, will votes, he's a good player. They, do you know what? And then it was easy because it was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a throw-in that came yep. back to Vokes and he put it back across free header. Pordy O'Connor plays, he don't get that. Don't get yep. that goal. They don't get it. Um, but, you know, O'Connor wasn't playing and that's not a criticism of Adam Jackson. I just I just think that O'Connor's a, you know, top-class defender and he probably stops it. And then, like, say I thought, oh, God, here we go. The exact words, exact words you used, that's, that this is going to be a mauling and, and it wasn't. It wasn't a mauling. Um, I thought we responded relatively well. You know, when you said we were fantastic or excellent or whatever, it's it's hard because actually there's two definitions to that, isn't there? There's either mm. you free flow. I mean, I'm using the one that you football. used after the game when you spoke to me and said you thought they were excellent. I was eight pints in, ben. but you're quite right because <laughs> <laughs> you are quite right because we weren't excellent in the in in the kind of obvious sense, you know. We weren't great with the ball. We didn't have hmm. the ball an awful lot. We did waste possession a little bit. We didn't may have a single shot in the second half. So from that way, if you go from the second half, no shots on target, no shots off target, we're not excellent. But we were excellent in terms of how hard we worked. Did I see you after the game? Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> we, were, we were excellent in how hard we worked, how we harassed and harried, um, how we kept them relatively quiet i mean we, we couldn't even activate the press half the time because they weren't playing around the back they were they, they were trying to be quite direct and they were playing quite high we couldn't get in behind so um 
good goal for us. You know, people are going to mm. talk about Harry Boys. I was caught, I chose, you know, my my great take on it. He, he cut inside. I saw Lasko outside. I was going, play it out wide. And he's gone in and shot. And it's like, well, that's all bloody well. Oh, and then we're cheering. Um, <laughs> right, I'll shut up. Looking around, see who's heard it. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to get, nice for Danny Mandrew to get a goal. Hopefully, it might spark a little bit of confidence in him. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the coming away from, you know, coming away from the game, I think that most people seem to feel that uh, Harry Boys was, you know, easy man of the match contender. Um, I thought we've, you know, we've, we've picked him up before. We said he's obviously not, not really had much of a chance to show what he's capable of. And when he has done, he's he's not looked like the, you know, the world beater that we'd, we'd hope he would be. But he was fantastic on Saturday. Um, and yeah, you know, the, it was a, a strong enough challenge um, that, that led to the run. Um, I think, you know, when he goes through, he, like like you say, I think you're looking at the other people and he's like, oh, he could be could play that here. And he doesn't as a shot from just outside the box. Um, and when the keeper spills it, you sort of go, oh, that's, oh, it's gone in. Like there was that sort of initial, oh, well, that was a bit of a wasted shot until you see that it's just spilled to Mandroy who just slots it in. One of the easiest goals he'll ever score. Um, poor, poor goalkeeping, um, and I think yeah. Mark Kennedy alluded to the fact that they'd probably um, they'd probably decided to test him a little bit from range. Not that we did again, but also you know, Mandrio hasn't been making those runs. People haven't been mm. in that position, so credit him for for making that run. You say it's the easiest goal he'll score, but only because he made it. So um, mm. that sounded a bit Patrick Stewart there, didn't I? Make it so. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, but no, I, was, think, I, I think um, I, I think. In the first half, at least, you know, between uh, for that last sort of fifteen twenty minutes, I thought it it seemed to work again with uh, with Mandroyer and House up top. I think it was it seemed to be all right. I mean, House was a bit quiet. He didn't necessarily he didn't necessarily do what we've seen him do all season um, in terms of you know picking up the ball or harrying the harrying the defenders and. Being successful with it, I mean, he was, he was trying. He didn't have a chance. He didn't have a chance, though, did he? Because of the way no. they played. Yeah, that's so what he, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't think that Mandrew and House particularly worked in a typical sense because for a strike force to work, they have to have the ball and do something with it, and we, yeah, we didn't really have that. Um, you know, I thought Mandrew probably drifted out of the game. He scored his goal. I don't think he had massive amount else to do. Um, as neither did Ben House. Uh, you yeah, know, if, mm. if Sheffield Wednesday were a little bit more direct certainly in the second half than I thought. And as soon as they mm-hmm. went direct, it rules the two centre-forwards out. And I, th- I think I said it on the dog walk video earlier today. If you're a defensive centre-forward like Ben House, and that neg- sounds like a negative thing to say, um, the opposition have got to try and play through you for you to be effective. If all they're doing is kicking it over your head, pointless. So mm-hmm. and that's not, I'm not criticising House or Mandrew, um, but you know, they couldn't they couldn't work, work together because the, we didn't have the opportunity really to get the ball to them, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know that after the after the goal, um, I think everyone sort of sparked into life a little bit, um, and I thought we it, it could have potentially gone either way just before half time, um, and then yeah, second half, like you say, they came out and uh, they did kind of what we expected them to do, and they managed to basically do everything but score against us. Um, and it, I think it was uh, very last seconds, wasn't it, when they somehow managed to find eight minutes of injury time um, with, uh, you know, with Adam Jackson being the colossus that he is, appearing from seemingly nowhere to clear it off the line um, and, you know, saving us that draw. I think it was, uh, yeah, I think it was a very, uh, very enjoyable afternoon. Um, and a, a worthy, worthy point. Yeah, I think they I, worked, you know, really hard for it. And you, you said earlier about you know draws, draws that feel like wins. Um, that definitely felt like that on Saturday, and it didn't feel like oh, Lincoln have drawn again. It just it felt impressive on on Saturday. Yeah, I thought um, if I was Sheffield Wednesday fan, I'd have been pretty disappointed actually because. Mm-hmm. Um, they their xg in the second half was 1.52 their xg in the first half by the way was 0.43 which was less than ours so we, we edged the first half second half it was 1.52 more than or almost a whole one of that by the way came after the eight minute injury time 
Now, if you're going to turn it on in your eight minutes of injury time and not in the 45 minutes of normal time, you get everything you deserve. And all of their best chances fell to Michael Smith. I mean, he did have one on 57 and one on 62. They had a little spell. But you know what? Up until the eight minutes of injury time, I didn't ever feel threatened. And I've watched their chances back, and a couple of them were decent chances. But I never thought... You you said that they did everything but score, and, and factually that's correct. But he didn't feel like that. It mm. didn't feel to me like Ipswich when we, we won there yeah. and they were throwing everything at us. Bolton, when we had 10 men, was it Bolton, Ipswich, when we had 10 men, when you know we were constantly under the cosh at Sinsel Bank. And those teams did everything. I mean, they scored, to be fair, but they did everything. Do you know what I mean? They, could have, they should have had more derby, the mm. final seconds of the derby game. You think they've done everything but get the winner. I didn't feel that about Sheffield Wednesday until the late thing from Smith. And even then, it's a double chance. And Adam Jackson's got man of the match so far on the Stacey West. I'd be tempted to think that that was correct. Um, because he's cleared off the line and then he's got the other side to protect Rushworth should the header go the other side. He's done really well. Talking mm. about one chance after 99 minutes, um, for me, for a team that are hoping to play championship football next season, that's that's a bit disappointing. Um, you know, they, they went quite long. I mean, possession in the second half was 60-40 rather than 70-30 as it was in the first half. They, they, they played long balls. They didn't win their ball. I, we just fought. The fact is, if that if if we get that result away at Cheltenham, let's say, mm-hmm. it's not a good result. It's not a good performance. No. It's only a good performance and good result by virtue of who we're playing. Twenty one thousand pound Barry Bannon. Well, you know, I've already mentioned half of the players. Aidan Flint's moved for. Did I add up the other day like nine, thirteen million, something like that? Different, different world. That's why it's a good result. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and no, I think it was. Uh... Like I say, coming away from it, I think it definitely felt uh, like a point gained um, by a long, well, long, long way. Um, oh, yeah, it was definitely not two points lost. Bloody hell. No. Yeah, it'd be a crazy <laughs> thing to say. It would. Um, yeah, it did. And, and you know, it was a long, long day. I think I've made my thing 15 hours from leaving my house to getting back to my house. We had the coach breakdown. We lost somebody. Um, there was a little bit of a few issues. I don't know if you had anything with South Yorkshire's finest. I think there was a few people had tickets taken off them and dispersal orders when they're not troublemakers. It just why is it every year the police try to ruin the football at Sheffield Wednesday? I don't know. I mean, we um, we got there without any issue. Um, then on the way back, we were queuing up for the tram uh, to go to back to Meadowall because that's where we parked, and um, the uh, the ultras. Um, we're all kind of funneled into the tram in front of everybody that was queuing. Um, and then they sort of got, uh, they all got bundled onto this, the, the football special tram. Um, and we kind of said, yep, yeah, let's try getting on that one as well. So we did. Uh, it was absolutely packed. It was way too hot. And uh, it was an atmosphere unlike anything that I've experienced before. On public transport, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was an experience. Let's just say that, and of course, yeah, South Yorkshire's finest were were doing their normal thing. Um, whenever the tram stopped, they uh, kind of forcibly got you know forcibly made people get back on that stepped off just to get a breath of fresh air. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I didn't hear any tales quite so bad as last year. No. Um, in terms of you know getting off the train and then immediately being kettled and told that they're not going to the game. Um, no. with... I did have, I, I did have one of our party. Uh, yeah. Where yeah. Stewart said, "Where's your ticket?" and he brought it out and he just pulled the ticket out of his hand and said, "You're not going in. You're high risk." It's like, right? And so that guy didn't meet the, miss, miss the game. Watch the game. Ridiculous. So, there we go. But yeah, anyway, there we go. That's. Sheffield Wednesday is a good point. It's another point on the way to safety. Absolutely. Um, But one player that won't be joining us on the way to safety uh, until the end of the season is uh, is Lewis Monsmer, um, who, unfortunately, we did see that he picked up uh, the knee injury against Fleetwood. Didn't look great at the time. We all kind of feared the worst. Unfortunately, it looks like that's come to pass. Um, He will be out for the rest of the season. They haven't said too much else other than I think he's uh, he's gone back to stay with his family for a little bit and he's got to see a specialist because um, the damage is quite bad. 
but this is not the news that we wanted, is it, Gaz? No, not at all. I feel sorry for Lewis. Um, it's Absolutely. been a, a non-starter again for him, hasn't it? And you've got to yeah. think that some of our centre-halves are a little bit cursed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I know people say, oh, Joe Walsh is injured all the time, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, we've, we've not had a lot of luck with fitness for, with centre-halves. So, um, yeah, we just obviously... Wish Lewis all the best. He works really well in a three. I think that had he had a full season with us, he he, he would have been a big, big player for us. Um, 100%. It doesn't sound when, when normally you get to this stage of the season and someone says they're ruled out for the end of the season. It could be a stub toe that keeps them out for three games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like the afterlife joke where they say the 97 year old scarred for life and you go, <laughs> mm, she's not really, is she? Um, but for this, this one sounds to me like I think that it's going to carry over to next season. I think it, it could yeah. be an issue for Lewis. I'm I mean, the, surgeon, but... the actual wording is that it's revealed significant damage that requires further consultation with a specialist knee surgeon. Yeah. Um, that spe- ain't something that you run off in pre-season. No, absolutely not. Um, so it says, uh, Jez has spoken to the press and said, Lewis is currently back home to spend some time with his family and will be assessed by a specialist consultant next week. We won't comment any further until we have their confirmed diagnosis. So obviously... Not too much in the way of, uh, of of confirmed news, but there will be plenty of rumor and speculation about there. But uh, it, it doesn't sound great. But like you say, I think we we all send our best to Lewis and uh, hope that we can see him back sooner rather than later. Um, but of course, the other piece of uh, bad news is that Charles Vernon is also out until the end of the season, um, and this potentially does sound like one of those where it's kind of you know we're in April now, the season ends next month. So that's something that you will hopefully be back for in pre-season. Um, but uh, I, I haven't actually heard the interview um, where this was confirmed by Mark Kennedy, but I think, yeah, he said that, uh, was it, he said that he will be out for, um, he'll be out. I have, yeah, I have heard it. And he basically said that he had a meniscus tear. He's had the operation. Um, right. It's healed well. It's worked, but it will keep him out till the end of the season and he'll be back for pre-season. Um, okay, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, it, it must be a little bit going for Charles because obviously we've spoken um, recently about the, the, the desire to see players that are ours kind of feature in the games where once we're mathematically safe, um, it'd be nice to see them, you know, those kind of players come into the squad and, and rotate with the uh, with the other project players. Um, and I think that would have been an ideal shout for, for Charles. I mean, obviously, the Jack Diamond situation kind of opened a bit of a door for him as well. Um you know, with with Jack going, uh, oh, Jack's loan being terminated, um, yeah, just seems to be desperately unlucky for for uh, for Charles and uh, and for Lewis. So, yeah, the, I think with Lewis, he's probably with his injury record. Yeah, there's there's more luck there. I think with Charles, it, it just is what it is. It's you know, it could it could actually be a saving thing for him in terms of his Lincoln career because had he come in for these last six or seven games or eight games, and you know, everything's a bit low-key and he didn't really shine. It could have been then a big question mark over whether in the summer we look to move him on or not. Whereas having been injured, the narrative kind of changes to, well, he picked up an injury in pre-season, he never really got going, he's picked up an injury mm-hmm. now. It could be that it's almost, in some people's minds, they say he deserves a chance next year, where yeah. rather than trying to kind of judge him on a little eight-game spell as the season winds down. So it could, in the longer term, work in a... Um, not work for him because obviously he would like to have got some football. Um, he's played 29 yeah. games for this season, and do you know how many he started wow. in the league? Six exactly. Six. Did you read my article? Wow, no, I didn't. <laughs> That's a great guess. Well done. Damn. He started six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know how many goals he scored? Two, two, one. Oh. It's not a bad guess, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> we knew it wasn't three or more because nobody no. has, but um, no. so, um. So yeah, obviously, you know, we we wish uh, wish them both the best in the recovery. Um, but good piece of news coming out of the club today. Uh, there have been over four thousand season ticket renewals in the early window, or season memberships, I should say, um, in the early window. Which I was trying to find an article about the early window from last season, but I couldn't find one. I was wondering maybe if they just put it out on Twitter or something. But um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Fantastic numbers, especially with everything that's going on in the world in terms of cost of living. Um, we, I think, we ended the ended up with six and a half thousand this season. Was it? We'll have. I think we'll have lower than that. I think we'll have lower than that this year. And I don't yeah, think it's I'd, connected I'd, to football at all. I think. I think we're very much the same. Um, 
the I mean, thing of course. is, right? The thing is, why would I can understand people not renewing for financial reasons, and I can understand people saying that the football hasn't always been good enough this season because it hasn't. We haven't always been attacking. Mm-hmm. But when you've got Sheffield Wednesday and Derby and Ipswich and Portsmouth and Charlton all coming to the ground, the next season there's a potential for you know a couple of those to still be in this division. You know they can't all be promoted, and Sheffield Wednesday are doing their best not to be. Derby are doing their best not to be. It could be Barnsley, Plymouth, and and Peterborough that go up, for instance. We might have QPR next season. We might have Reading who we haven't played for a long. Yeah, you know, people aren't. They can be critical. Nick Oxby's classic, isn't he? I mean, he's been messaging me, you know, the football's not good enough. And who will really, he has a sarky comment on all of the Facebook posts. And yet then he's messaged me today with the news going, wow, more than 4,000 sold. That's maybe even a few more than last year. And I've put doom and gloom, not justified, Dennis. But well, I have to say, no, I'm delighted, though. I mean, don't worry. He's managed to find some doom and gloom after that. But it's just, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah. It, it's so easy with football to especially in the world of social media and the world of instant news and instant gratification. Um, not literally, obviously. It's so easy to fall into that trap, isn't it, of bad results. Season tickets won't go well. I've been, as you know, I've been looking through newspaper headlines and letters for the, over the last 60 years. Do you know what? It's all the same. It's mm-hmm. all the same. If this player's sold, people will vote with their feet. 1983. Um, do you know what I mean? It's always the same. When we came up, League One, we won't be able to afford it. People will vote with their feet. Danny Cowley's football isn't good enough when we won League Two. People will vote with their feet next year. They haven't. They haven't. Football fans are a fickle breed. So. You're, yeah, you're not wrong. I'm one. I'm fickle. I'm fickle. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's the, yeah, fickle is always the word when someone says football fans are a something bunch. So, yeah, it's always fickle. I mean, sometimes it's slightly more strong, but it's, it's usually fickle. Um, loyal. It should be loyal because they yeah, are. We are loyal. We're, we're essentially customers of a product, but like we would never shop anywhere else. It's not like we go stand outside Tesco's. We're all off to Tesco. <laughs> That's why I don't buy mega blocks. I'd fly um, over Lidl's tomorrow. <laughs> on the below, below. Yeah, so uh, phenomenal numbers. I mean, you know, <clears throat> like I said, the fact that we're, we're in the, the situation that we're in the country in terms of the cost of living. Um, I would be, I'd be interested to see the split and, you know, how the, the option to go into the real max stand has, uh, has been received. Um because yeah. I, I, I still think that was a, a really good um, offer good from the club. Yeah. Good initiative. Um, so, yeah, be uh, be interested to see that. So, yeah, over 4,000. Um, Sorry but... for yawning. You're not tiring me. I've just, um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Should we have a word from our sponsors so I can yawn some more? Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, I thought you were going to say, I'm not tired. You, I'm just boring you. No, no, no. I, I don't need to say that. It goes. <laughs> That's a given. Saying. <laughs> So yeah, a word from our sponsors. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Great. Brilliant. So I'd say they're paying the bills, but there aren't any bills. This is a low cost production, um, (laughs) as you can probably tell. (laughs) all the time we ought to buy chris a microphone sometimes i see him sat there with his headphone i mean his sound actually always seems all right but i see him yeah. sat there with his headphones and think why the hell did i invest in my blue snowball at 50 quid i could have spent that 50 quid on clothes you could have spent it on lego or wrestling yeah. paraphernalia i don't know what <laughs> i don't tights. Buy, i don't i don't buy wrestling stuff no 
No. Well, maybe that's something you should consider. My brother used to um, collect wrestling figures, and his wife uh, always used to um, call them his dolls. So he so he sold them all. Now he wishes he hadn't. He had like rare Hulk Hogan's in bags and stuff like that. I do actually have a habit of um, if Fee goes away and I'm here on my own, like normally we eat and we watch the telly at the same time. I'll actually put old wrestling videos on, you know, like on my, on on the YouTube. Yeah. Um, but proper old ones, you know, like Hulk Hogan. When it comes crashing, he's hulking up and all that. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, speaking um, of hulking up, Charlie's done a preview, hasn't he? I don't, know, was, I don't know why that's, that's the most bizarre segue. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Charlie. Speaking of hulking up, Charlie's done a Ed Charlie. I'll tell you what, I might do. Let me do um, one of the. Let me get a picture of Charlie and I'll do one of the AI images of him as a wrestler. Uh, with, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. What would be Charlie's name as a wrestler? Uh, I don't know. Nowadays they just have their own names, don't they? Some's, yeah, some of them do, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. I, I, I had a wrestler. I was a wrestler when I was younger. Um, speaking of my brother again, I have to speak about him because he always speak to me. Um, but speaking of my brother again, me and him when when um, our mum and dad used to go out, we used to have this babysitter come around. I won't tell her. She was hard as, and all she used to do was let me and Paul fight each other. So we <laughs> created our own wrestlers, and we even made belts and stuff. And I was the executioner, uh, and he was the sweetie shop man. Um, and his his move was the sweetie shop drop. Which was he used to stand. We used to have this corner unit, and it was a cheap one, the sort of thing you'd get in like bargain home bargains now. And it, you know, it didn't go together properly. You used to be able to stand on the corner and rock it, rock it from side to side, and then you'd <laughs> jump off. And the idea was that you'd put a pillow on you and you'd jump off and land on the pillow. We were like, like I don't know, eleven and nine or whatever. And I remember one day it all got a little bit. We we were getting too heated, and we were just punching shit out of each other. And so the babysitter <laughs> went and got the milk bottles, two pints of milk bottles with cold water, and just in the middle of the lounge poured them all over us. And then when my dad got home, said that we had knocked a bottle of water over. Excellent. But she was nails, so there was no way. not the wrestler. Um, she was just hard. Anyway, Charlie's nails, preview. Callback. Yeah, yeah um, Charlie's uh, Charlie's spoken to Joe from the Robbins Report podcast. Um, so, uh, yeah, here's what they think about the weekend coming up. So, hello and welcome to the preview for Cheltenham home game on Good Friday. I am joined by Joe from the Robins Report. Hi, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, all good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, decent. Good, good. Right, so when, I, when I'm doing these previews, I often sort of write myself a few sort of questions and notes so i went back over the get the questions that i made for the game what about a month ago yeah it wasn't that long the ago very, the, the very first question on it was um how's the season been and do you think you'll be safe come may but it kind of seems like it's a bit of a redundant question now because you've really pulled yourself out of any kind of relegation scrap yeah i'd say so i'd say yeah that question was definitely more pertinent um you know, a month ago. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the home game against you guys was, you know, part of a six-match unbeaten run that we're on at the moment. And, um, yeah, it's kind of gone from, yeah, flirting with relegation and at the end of February, there being a re- very real chance of us possibly going down to now being very comfortable in mid-table um, and started to score a lot more goals than we have sort of earlier in the season, um, as well as our defence still looking quite good. Um, so yeah, been pleasantly surprising, and um, yeah, sort of less attritional and sort of pragmatic than it had been earlier in the season. So all good at the moment. It, it's funny you sort of mentioned the lack of scoring because that was something that was picked up on last time, um, and I had the conversation with um, Chris who came on, um, and we sort of said, you know, you, you guys were the lowest scorers in the league, I think, at that point, and obviously you, you're only third or fourth lowest scorers now like so it's not it's not like you've had a massive rocket up that table but you're not going to in a month um but what 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 do you think's changed what what is it that's meaning you're now scoring you know three goals a game which has happened a couple of times yeah because uh i think when we played you at home we hadn't scored three goals in the game and then following that match against you we scored three against Peterborough, followed by three against Exeter. And then we even got a couple against Sheffield Wednesday last week. Yeah. Um, so in terms of how that's happened, um, 
in terms of individuals, Alfie May has hit form for us again. Um, he, I mean, he's been pretty good through the whole season and we are very reliant on him, but he's been particularly good in the last month or six weeks. Um, and he's formed a really good partnership with Aidan Keener, who we signed from the League of Ireland um, yes. from Sligo Rovers in January. Um, and they formed a really good partnership, been very effective. They both scored against Sheffield Wednesday last week. Um, and I think what has happened as well is that we've started to play with a bit more freedom. Um, I think certainly when we played you a month ago, we were still sort of trying to grind out results, even if, you know, the style yeah. and the quality of the football wasn't there. But um, yeah, there's definitely been, we look faster and quicker in possession. Like we're getting the ball from back to front a lot quicker without hoofing it necessarily. There's a certain sort of, pace to our play in a positive we're a lot more positive I would say um and um yeah we were trying to pinpoint this on the pod last week um on the Robins report and mm. we're not quite sure where it's come from and of course we don't we ask ourselves kind of why it hasn't been like this up until now but at the same time you kind of go well great that it is and um it bodes really well for next season now that we've kind of worked ourselves into a position where you know, we do look safe. And just to be sure, we probably need one more win, not to sort of get too overconfident. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hard to sort of pinpoint exactly where it's come from, but it's been uh, it's been very welcome, I'd say. I think that's, you know, we, we are very similar in some regards that there are games where we are just incredible, like away at Sheffield Wednesday at the weekend. We were, we, wow, we were just every... every every player on that pitch for us had desire and passion to go out and get at least a point and we got it. Mm. Um, but then, you know, there have been games that have just looked unbelievably lackluster from us. So I, I get the frustration of why can't we do this every week? <laughs> It'd be nice, wouldn't it? But yeah. Again, no, that, wouldn't be, that wouldn't be football. No, I think as well that um, I feel like league one is very much a league of two halves and oh, yeah. I would put us in that bottom half. Um, and ultimately, the aim for us is just to stay up. And I think yeah. if we stay up this season, then it will only be the second time in our history that we've had three consecutive seasons at this level. So it's an achievement for us to, you know, just be maintaining League One status, however that comes about. Um, I mean, for us, we got promoted in 2021, along with Cambridge and Morecambe. And they both look as if they will possibly go down um, this season. So, yeah, to kind of maintain it is is key whether we finish 20th or 12th it, it doesn't matter too much um and um yeah we <laughs> i think definitely we've you might have found the you know we've both played sheffield wednesday in the last week or so mm -hmm. i think there's definitely the the case that we do raise our game against these bigger teams yeah um we certainly did that against sheffield wednesday and then we'd sometimes find it hard to sort of get ourselves up for the games against the teams that we really should be beating. Um, we played Burton on Saturday and that was nil-nil and um, it was very much sort of after the Lord Mayor show sort of stuff, um, even though we had the better chances and could have won it. Um, well, it, it's funny, so you mentioned the Sheffield Wednesday game, your your last well, last uh, midweek game. Mm. Um, I obviously I had a Sheffield Wednesday um, fan and creator on the pod last week who said, oh, don't worry, we we played. It was just. It was before they played you. And he goes, "Don't worry, we play Cheltenham before we've got you." Uh, and because we've just lost to Forest Green, they'll be on the receiving end of our wrath. <laughs> it didn't quite go as planned, though, did it? <laughs> no, I mean Sheffield Wednesday fans must have been sick of the sight of Gloucestershire <laughs> by the time they finished playing us last Wednesday. Um, after that Forest Green result as well. I think um, most people are sick of the start of Gloucestershire when they get there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, particularly if you go to Forest Green. Cheltenham's yeah. all right. Um, I think, um, yeah, they would have, yeah, obviously they would have expected to have beaten us. But um, I wouldn't even say that Sheffield Wednesday even played that badly against us. I just, I just think we were particularly good. Um, and it was a strange game because obviously we were 2-0 up, ended up drawing 2-2. Yeah. So, you, of course, you're naturally disappointed when that happens. But... Um, Sheffield Wednesday could have easily won that game at the end. Um, and uh, yeah, we I think we really kind of surprised them with the way we went about it. And we played in such a way in that game that we haven't done too much this season where 
we were really on the front foot and we have kind of annoyed a lot of the bigger teams this season in the way that we've approached games um particularly Ipswich who we play on Easter Monday they're not big fans of Cheltenham um because we've I think Monday will be the fourth time that we've played them we played them the last two seasons and they've still yet to beat us and I think we got four points off them ourselves this season yeah (laughs) and I think I think we've really kind of annoyed them with the sort of time wasting have to be honest sort of time wasting you know attritional football that we've played against them but we kind of got a similar result against Sheffield Wednesday without playing that way and I think that's what Cheltenham fans would like to see more of for the rest of this season and going into next season, really. Doing it with a bit more style and a bit more on yeah. the front foot rather than kind of trying to hold out for draws and, um, you know, our goalkeeper getting booked for time-wasting in the first half, which has actually happened <laughs> this season. <so. laughs> well, I just hope you don't have to resort to doing that against us on well, on Friday. Yeah. You know, I very much hope that it goes the other way, if anything, or, I w- or, I would or like- we get a nice and comfortable 3-0 win like we did over the Easter weekend last year. I thought you were excellent. Yeah, I mean, that was in terms of last season. That was one of the best opposition performances I've seen. I saw. I certainly saw last season. Anyway, it was um, the best. It was the best home performance. Well, apart from maybe Chef Wednesday, where we beat them at home, but it mm. was it was an incredible home performance. That one. yeah, you absolutely tore us apart mm. in that first half. It, it, I mean, it, we made we made it look easy. Mm. You know, and I don't know if we'll be able to do that again on Friday, but it'd be nice to hope that we can. Yeah, we. Um, I mean. Yeah, we kind of tailed off a bit towards the end of last season um, and we were particularly poor in that game. But I remember thinking that you guys were particularly good. And I think at that point you were below us in the table. I think you probably finished below us last season. And I was amazed to sort of see a performance like that. And compared to where you guys were in the league, I thought you were excellent. Um, Yeah, Um, I would say in the home in the home game that we had a few weeks ago, I think Lincoln are probably the most similar to Cheltenham in the way that you guys set up in terms of opposition, just very well organised and probably lacking a little bit of creativity at times and capitalising on chances, but just very solid defensively. Um, I'd say that's the most sort of like-for-like sort of match-up I've seen. It was was very much something that was spoken about last month and it was... Mm. The, the, the fact it was a nil-nil draw, the fact it was any draw, was the least surprising (laughs) result of the season. Uh, The fact it was a nil-nil draw, again, you just... You could have you could have predicted it easily. Yeah, I, I just wish I'd put a bet on for it for it. Yeah, you could yeah could have made a fortune on that. To be honest, I think um, yeah, I could sort of see the pattern. You know, when you watch your team on a regular basis, you can kind of see the pattern, and you can almost tell in the first five to ten minutes how it's going to yeah. go. And yeah. I kind of watched that, and I was kind of like, oh, we're not going to score, but I also don't think we'll concede. And then that's ultimately what happened. And I was kind of like, yeah, I could have saved myself a bit of time here. And not watched it, but I couldn't take myself a bit of time and not gone. (laughs) Oh, blimey, yeah, it's a hell of a journey midweek. Yeah, Yeah, it certainly was. Um, so looking ahead to Friday, then are there any any particular players from our side that you're sort of worried about facing? Um, trying to remember who we came up against. I mean, I think obviously, like Regan Poole's a really good player. Um, he's someone who is kind of stood out before and is a name that I would recognise. Um yeah, I can't think I'm trying to remember who else. Um I'm struggling to remember from that game. I have to be I have to be brutally honest. Like it's hard to pick out you, like I couldn't, you know what, I couldn't... Do you know what's funny? I've been I've been sat here, you know, we're, we're on over ten minutes and I've been sat here racking my brain trying to figure out what chances there were in that game to try and mention. And I can't, I can't remember the game at all either. So. Yeah, we so we had, I think we had a very vague penalty appeal. I remember that. I think you had the better chances in that game. I remember, did yeah. someone someone shot from about the halfway line for you? Oh, uh, yes, Bishop, Bishop hit the crossbar, didn't he? Yeah, uh, your keeper yeah. was caught in two minds a bit. And yeah, yes, yes. And yeah, then there was another. I, we, we had a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean that sounds like a lot of our games this season, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was during a bit of a run where we were glad just to be getting a shot. Yeah, um, I mean we've kept. I mean we're. What are we now? We're. 16th or 17th in the league and we've kept yeah. 15 clean sheets I think so our goalkeepers kept the third most clean sheets of any keeper that in our division, impressive. which is crazy really um, and um, you know I think last season we finished 15th and we conceded 80 goals and only kept 8 clean sheets the whole season so it's kind of completely flipped on its head 
um, for us. Well, talking of that then, to, to sort of wrap it up, score prediction. Are you going for a boring 0-0 draw? I'll go for a draw, but I reckon it'll be one all. One all. I, I, so, you I, mean... know what, I will. I will go the same. I, I'd said last. I'd said a couple of weeks ago that because we'd had so many draws, sort of in the first what, two thirds of the season, we weren't going to get another one, and then we got one last weekend. So that whole prediction's out the window. So yeah, I'm going to go one all draw. Yeah, I think, I, I think it is. It's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of a cop out to say it'll be a draw, but um, I feel like. That's I, I don't what think I don't think either of us, you know, we're, we're not going to be annoyed at dropping two points. We'll take the point. It'll just be obviously yeah. us as the home team. We're going to want to be getting a win and play some nice, attacking, exciting football. But that can sometimes be just as bad as it is good. So I wouldn't mind a one-all draw at all. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go for a draw and um, probably Alfie May to score. I think. Um, <laughs> which is again a bit does seem, that does seem pretty reasonable <laughs> yeah I'll go for him we've got to enjoy him while he can because I'm pretty sure he'll be leaving at the end of the season so oh, well, yeah. I, I, I do hope so then for when we play you next season yeah although I reckon there's a fair chance that you might stay in League 1 and just go to a bigger yeah. side yeah, that I, would be I, don't, my prediction. I don't necessarily see him going up to Championship myself but obviously mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see won't we mm-hmm. um, right that's brilliant then thank you very much for that Joe and yeah, good no luck for Friday and the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Cheers, Joe. Bye. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Now, obviously, that was sent to you. I haven't had it as yet. So, can you just sum up what was said for us? No. Why? <laughs> because I've not had a chance to listen to it. Ah, but it's all right. I never do either. I just I knew you wouldn't have had. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so. so Bo, yeah. are you going to the game on Friday at home? Yes, Gary, I'm going to the game at Sinsel Bank on Friday because it's definitely not at Cheltenham, is it? Um, No, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it'd be nice to get back because it it feels like forever since we were last at Sinsel Bank. Um, When was it? It was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Probably. I can't remember. When was the last home game? Not that long ago. Last home game was the 18th of March. Okay. So yeah, only two weeks, but it feels a lot longer. I think that's probably due to the fact that we got beat by Peterborough. Yeah. Uh, and since then, I watched Chris's cup final, uh, semi-final, and that was proper football. So, <laughs> has he got a date for the final yet? Anyway, yes. no. May the fourteenth, Central oh, okay. Bank, May the fourteenth. It's a Sunday, I believe. Excellent. The Sunday after the final game of the season. So Excellent. I think we ought to get some chance going. Yeah, as well, lambing out. <laughs> Um, but no, Cheltenham. Um, not not the glamour tie that last weekend was, was it? Um, I think it's. I I'm just trying to think. When was it? the last few meetings that we've had? Don't think. Nil nil. Yeah. So nil nil. We beat them three nil. We drew two all. We drew one all. We beat them two nil. We beat them one nil. Well, the three nil win secured our safety last season. Yep. That um, was that. That was that game. And there was nil. the. Two all draw, which was Ted Bishop in... last minute. Yep, and then they went up and scored the yeah. equaliser. None of that matters, I think, it's the no. previous games. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a good uh, a, a good opportunity to get back into uh, winning ways. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, you know, having said that, watch it be a draw. Um, well, I beat Peterborough three 0 the week before Peterborough beat us three 0 I know, but uh, you know what, what have we said before about watching the games or just looking at the results? That's, you know, and I mean, you admittedly, know you've, you've probably just gone back and watched the whole thing on Wisecout, haven't you? No, but they did get better HG. To be fair, they've been on a decent run actually. So they mm-hmm. beat Exeter, they beat um, Peterborough, uh, drawn with Sheffield Wednesday, drawn with Burton Albion, beat Fleetwood, and drawn with us. But when you actually break those games down, Fleetwood, they won 1-0. The XG was more or less the same. Us, they had 0.24, barely threatened. Peterborough, they had 0.98 XG and scored three goals. Um, and, and the same against Burton. They're, they're not particularly dominating. Uh, they do slightly underperform on their XG. I, for me, they've got... Alfie May up top is a player who we always talk about because he seems to score against us. He's he, you know he, he's decent at this level. Um, they've got Aidan Keener, I think, who came over from Ireland potentially in January, who I know that there's quite a few people who are a little bit excited about. 
Um, yeah, other than that, yeah, there are there are three at the back, um, and Mark Kennedy says we struggle to play against a four. They can play either a three four one two, but they do like two up top, or or a three five two. Um, they try and have the experience in the midfield. Liam Circum, Glenn Raya, uh, both both kind of um, experienced players. Look, I hate this. I'm going to say something that I hate, but it's the sort of team you should be beating at home at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the run that they've, they've been on, you know, and they've lost twice since middle of February, but they, they were on a bad run. They lost 4 0 to Portsmouth, 4 0 to Barnsley. You know, they were on a really bad run. They've turned it around. I I think it's got draw written all over it because yeah. I think both teams are going to be relatively, relatively safe. Yeah, I know that I worked out if we won both our games this weekend and Accrington lost both of theirs, mathematically, we still actually wouldn't be safe. Um, but Cheltenham are one point below us with having played one game more. So they're almost as safe as we are, if you know what I mean. In the, yep. They're not, but they are almost safe. You, you would imagine really everybody from Port Vale on 45 points in 17th down, uh, up is safe. Burton on 42 might be, you know, they're only sort of seven points off the drop. It's a game that neither side will want to lose, and therefore, whether either will go and try and win it, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, I think the big thing is that well, Accrington have got what have we forty six, forty six, isn't it? We're eleven ahead of Accrington, yeah. Yeah, so we're eleven points ahead of Accrington, and they've got eight games left. So there needs to be an eleven point swing for them to finish above us. And by the way, in those eight games, they play Sheffield Wednesday, they play Peterborough, they play Portsmouth, they play Bolton. There's four games that they'll get very few points from. Um, they've got to go away to Oxford on the last day. Could be a, rele- a real relegation battle when you look at the two teams mm. fighting for the for the last thing. They've got Cambridge, which you know they, they, they don't play anybody who's actually right down there. They've lost five of their last six games. I, for me, I just think. You know, if, if we were to win these two games and they weren't, we would be 17 points and they would have 18 to play for. They're not going to win all of their games. I actually think that we stay up on 46 points this season. I think yeah. we're safe now. I think the yeah. point at Sheffield Wednesday is assured safety, but I don't like saying that out loud because... <laughs> so it's a good job you've not said it. So something yeah, goes out to 600 odd people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say 700. We don't know if there's a few ghost listeners, do we? <laughs> you know, like, maybe two people listen to it at the same time. If two people listen to it at the same time, can you download it twice just so we know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I think I said it last week that there's that illusion of safety, but I think the more time goes on, the more that starts to firm up a little bit. Um, I, you know, I, I, I just can't see the kind of collapse that we've, you know, everyone looks to for the doom and gloom. Um, and I, it, it's, I think the season's just going to peter out a little bit, um, which, I mean, if it does, it's another season that we're going to have in League One. And I would be delighted with that. But in terms of, you know, what's going to happen on the pitch, let's, I don't know, let's, uh, once everything is, you know, mathematically confirmed like i think like we said before let's let's just experiment a bit let's let's you know throw the shackles off a little bit and see what happens do do you know last season we were actually safe in terms of points on march the 12th when we beat wimbledon 2-0 wow the points tally that we achieved that day was then enough to keep us up even though we won we we gathered another 10 points or whatever but that was enough to keep us up and i firmly i firmly believe that that's all safe happened again. Although we had a better run of results from March, uh, April and, well, not May because there wasn't any May. March and April, we had better results than it looks like we're going to have at the minute because okay. we won, won some games. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting. Is there a bird singing? Possibly outside. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, look, the positives for the weekend. Sounds like uh, Ethan Arahan's going to be back. Um, and it also well, he was back sounds... against Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't he? Yeah, he came I mean, back, back, in um, okay, back in the yeah. starting eleven. Back in the starting eleven, yeah. Um, and it does sound a little bit like Joe Walsh might be in the picture as well. 
Walsh and Ayoma were back on the grass um, last week. Last they? week, so there's yeah. no guarantee. I don't know how much we'll see of Joe Walsh. Pordy's back, isn't he? His band's yeah, done. Yeah, Pordy's so back Pordy, from suspension. Pordy plays. Sean Rowan is, plays. Hopefully, Adam Jackson plays. Regan Paul. So, does Walsh come back into the side if he's not going to be offered a new deal, which I absolutely cannot see happening? Um, I'm not sure where the value is in playing him over Adam Jackson, who might get one. I mean, I'm I'm still a bit confused as to where Walsh is with his contract situation because when he signed and no confusion, he's out. He's out of contract this summer. Fact is he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was I've... some ambiguity around it, but um, yeah, because the... I think they said, knows. I think what was it? They said when he signed his contract, I think they said that he'd signed a, a long term extension. I think that was last year or the year before no it wasn't it was um it was during the michael appleton first season the playoff season um okay. and he had signed a, a long-term extension as in two and a half years and it's been two and a half years so he had a, a half a season and then he had last season and this season so his contract is up in the summer as is okay. adam jackson's as is i understand sean rowan's so you would expect once we're safe for some discussion to come around uh, yeah I'd keep yeah. Jackson. I'd keep Jackson. I'd try mm-hmm. my damnedest to keep Rowan, but unfortunately, Joe, um, his injury record this season was just like last season and the season before. So, yeah. and he's not getting younger. I don't think he's a player that we can take a risk on anymore. No, um, but uh, right, I think that's probably about it. Is it? I don't think we've got anything else that we want to talk about. No, not really. I think we're going to do another podcast. Saturday, hopefully. So I think that will be Chris and I talking about uh, or talking post um, Cheltenham with a little bit of Charlie's preview looking ahead to Plymouth. So it won't be as long. It'll, well, Chris is on it. You never know. Um, <laughs> could be a bumper epic, couldn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Right. We will see you tomorrow down at the bank. Um, might not be tomorrow because I might get this out tonight. Okay. In so, that case, then. It's Wednesday now for a look behind the curtain to everybody. They've not, not realised that. So um, we'll see you Friday down at the bank. Yes, indeed. But until then, up the imps. Up the imps. around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.